You're listening to Hawk Talk with former Seahawks wide receiver Michael Bumpus. At the 10-yard line, second and eight. Three wide receivers now in motion as Bumpus left to right. Julius Jones with single setback. Matt Pumpfakes looking to the goal line. He throws it into the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks! It's Michael Bumpus with a diving catch in the end zone. A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus, and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Powered by Seahawks.com. Welcome to Hawk Talk Recap Edition. I'm Michael Bumpus. As always, I'm joined with Nasa Chobie. Seahawks fall to the Cardinals 23-13. to Another tough loss. The Hawks have lost five of their last six. Still looking to bounce back and look like the Hawks that we're used to seeing. But let's break down this game and talk about what happened. See what had happened at first was. <laughs> what happened was. What had happened was. On Hawk Talk. Bumpy said it, another tough day for the Seahawks. Ends in another divisional loss to the Arizona Cardinals. And I was optimistic when this game started, man. When we got those inactive reports during the pregame show, Kyler Murray was going to be inactive with an ankle injury. We already knew DeAndre Hopkins was out with a hamstring injury. So you're feeling good. You're feeling finally the Seahawks got a break. Things were going right. Colt McCoy was going to start for the Arizona Cardinals. Maybe they're going to catch a break. And unfortunately for the Hawks, man, Colt McCoy, what? Again, comes into Lumen Field. Had himself a day. Colt went uh, 35 of 44 for 328 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and his second time winning at Lumen Field in as many years. Crazy to me. Yeah, that, that's tough. Colt McCoy comes in in a different jersey, and same result, gets it done. Uh, it was a balanced game for the Cardinals, man. Uh, nobody really did their thing, no really huge numbers, except for Zach Ertz. He had eight receptions for 88 yards and two touchdowns. A.J. Green had four receptions for 78 yards, and Rundell Moore had 11 receptions for 51 yards. But here's the difference. The seven Cardinals had at least one reception. Five players had at least four receptions. Now, the Seahawks kept James Conner in check. He only had 62 yards on 21 carries. But I just said a lot of names, but a lot of receptions, and a lot of touches. So Colt McCoy came in here, and he spread the love around. They did what they had to do to win. They used Zach Ertz efficiently in the red zone. And like you said, McCoy finds a way to get it done. James, Con- James Conner has an okay day, but does enough to get this W. Yeah, he spread the wealth out everywhere. I mean, the thing that was that stuck out to me is they were able to – they didn't beat the Seahawks deep all the time. They didn't have a ton of big plays for 40 yards, 50 yards, big runs, none of that. It was slow and methodical, and they took everything that the Seahawks were giving them and then, and then some. They were getting lots of yards after the catch. Rondell Moore, he only had 51 yards. It felt like a lot more than that, man. Sure did. He was getting open, getting three or four yards, and then getting four or five after the catch. There's three or four times the Seahawks had him bracketed on third down, could have gotten off the field. Unfortunately, he find a way, puts a couple moves on a couple guys, gets a first down. It was tough to watch, man. And Colt McCoy, I mean, people can say what they want about him, a perennial backup quarterback, but he played he played well and good enough to give him a chance to win. He took what the defense gave him, and most importantly, he didn't turn the ball over, even though I think he did one time, but whatever. I'm not yeah. I'm not an official. <laughs> but he gave them a chance to win, and he uh, he took care of the ball, even a couple times with his legs. He he got out of a couple sacks, made some plays with his legs. So you got to tip your cap to Colt McCoy. He, he played better, and um, that Cardinals offense, they're a good football team bump. We've been saying it all year long. There's no – I don't know how many times they got to prove it to anyone else that still doubts the Arizona Cardinals. They're 8-2. and two. As much as it pains me to say it, they're a great football team. They have a great defense, and they continue to make things happen. And we got to get we got to play them again uh, later in the year, so it's going to be tough, man. But 
defensively, Bump, what did you see from them? Because it's kind of a weird box score. You look at it, they only gave up 23 points. But the bottom line is they couldn't get off the field when it counted the most. I mean, they gave up four really long drives, three of them ending in touchdowns. Yeah, that's what it is. Long drives, 16 plays, 68 yards, 13 plays, 92 yards, 14 plays, 67 yards, 10 plays, 64 yards. But time of possession, that drives of nine minutes, six minutes, seven and a half, 445. I mean, it seemed like this defense would bend, not break. But the Cardinals would pick up a third down. Like you mentioned, Colt McCoy getting outside the pocket, making a play. Rondell Moore being bracketed. He's corralled. Somehow he slips a tackle and makes a play. They were good on third down as well. They were 7 of 14. 7 of 14 on third down, so that's 50%. And the Cardinals ran 79 plays to the Hawks, 49 plays. If you're out there, you have the football, you have possession, the likelihood of you making plays automatically goes up, especially when you're going up against a team in the Seahawks that are struggling with their identity on offense, the Cardinals 29 first down, the Seahawks 16 touchdowns. Sometimes you look at the stats and you say, oh, that's just the stats. This is what really happened in the game. I look at these stats and I'm like, yeah, that's what happened. Long drives, more first downs, good on third downs. Yeah, absolutely. Night, I mean, total time possession. They had the ball for 40 minutes, 22 seconds. Seahawks had it for 19.38. It is really hard to win like that unless you're having – Huge, big, explosive plays on offense, which we have not seen from the Seahawks outside of a couple plays to Tyler Lockett. But despite all that, despite all that, the Seahawks get their only touchdown of the day, their first touchdown in seven quarters. DJ Dallas gets in the end zone, making the score 16-13 to with 7.05 remaining in the fourth quarter. At that point, once again, the Seahawks are in the game. They have a chance to get a stop, get off the field, get their offense back the ball after having their only positive drive of the day. However... Unable to get a stop on the next drive, giving up a 10-play, 64-yard drive, ending in a James Conner touchdown. And there's two big plays on that. Gave up a couple big third downs. Then you have the P.I. at the goal line on Jamal Adams. And then giving them first and goal from the one, it's going to be hard to stop them. And the thing that's most frustrating about the Seahawks this year, yes, they're 3-7. and seven. Every single game, we were talking about this last night, they, the Seahawks have played this year, they have been within a touchdown in the fourth quarter. Every yeah. single game. Game. So it's not like they're getting out, going out there and just getting their doors blown off every single week. They haven't been blown out once this season. The closest you could call a blowout was 31-17 to the Vikings, but they were within a touchdown in the fourth quarter. So it's just it's hard to see, man, because they are in all these games, and it's it would be so easy to see a scenario where the Seahawks are at minimum 5-5, five and five. minimum 5-5. Yeah. Five and five. It's just it's tough, man, Defense really, or defensively not getting off the field, but – it's a little bit more concerning for me offensively, Bump. I mean, the Seahawks only scoring 13 points in two weeks, one touchdown drive. Russell Wilson still not quite himself, 14 of 26, 207 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. And other than Tyler Lockett, man, no one had a great day offensively. All four running backs combined for 17 carries and 84 yards. And this is a question we had did a segment in the pregame show about how, how can this offense get fixed? What can they do? Because we know they have the talent and we have the players. After another game, seeing a little bit more of the same, what is your main takeaway? What, what, is, what is the main issue for this offense, why they can't score points and they found themselves in this funk for the last two weeks? They don't put long drives together consistently. Simple as that. I mean, you come out, very first play of the game, Rashad Penny goes for 18 yards. We're all hyped, end up putting the football. 
Um, you, you get into a third and short situation, you know what happens. There's a um, almost a turnover fumble. Russ and, and was it Collins aren't yep. on the same page on the toss. Boom. Now it's third and 20 something and you're running the football just to play the field position game. It seems like when things start going right, something goes wrong offensively, whether it be a chemistry thing, thing whether it be a penalty. Um, it's just something's not clicking. I'm looking at the play calls and I'm okay with it. But once you get behind the sticks, man, the, the plan goes out, goes out the window. So that's what I'm seeing offensively. I'm seeing guys. Um, DK had a decent day. He had four receptions for 31 yards and eight targets. Not great. Um, you know, we talked about this drive chart and putting things together. Here, here's what here's what it looked like for the Seahawks. It went punt, punt, field goal, field goal, punt, 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 touchdown, out on downs, then end of the game. Um, it's all about putting drives together and being good on first and third down. Right? People focus on third down. Yes, you got to be great on third down, third downs. But if you're not good on first and second down, you're setting yourself up for failure on third downs. And it, I think the part that's frustrating is because you see the talent. You know there's talent out there. There's weapons. You got a Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, just something's not clicking right now. And at three and seven, they have to find a way to get motivated and to fix these wrongs right now because you can't just stop playing football. Still got a long season. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, five steps forward, ten steps back. It kind of feels like offensively. And you saw it, too. Like, there's a couple nice runs by Alex Collins. A couple nice positive plays are starting to drive. Because the Seahawks did have good field position on several drives yesterday. A couple yep. things start to happen. You mentioned it. It's second and five, and the Seahawks are driving. Boom, toss Alex Collins. You lose, like, 15 yards on the play. And that, that's it. Now it's third and forever. That's, it might as well be a punt in that situation. Another one where DK Metcalf almost comes down with the ball. I thought he was interfered with. Whatever. They didn't call it. Second down. Will Disley's wide open in the flat. He's going to get the first down, get across midfield. Maybe you start a drive going there. He, instead, he drops it. Now it's third down. Boom. Russell Wilson gets sacked. Now you punt the football away. So it's it's things like that that continue to happen in this offense over and over. Just when it starts to get going well, something bad happens, and everything just feels hard right now. Every Dreamly. single yard is earned, and it's a blood, sweat, and tears and grit just to get it. And then when it finally starts happening, like a big play to Tyler Lock and things like that, you're like, okay, it's there. And then something else happens. Then the ball gets thrown in the dirt or someone can't get open, doesn't catch the football. It's just something almost every single time. So, And then last thing, Bump, in terms of what happened yesterday, big insult to injury was Trey Brown. Trey Brown left the game with a patella injury on a deep ball to A.J. Green on third and five. And he's in great position. He's in great position to make a play in the football. Right as he's about to elevate, make a play on the ball, his knee gives out on him. Uh, as of right now, we don't know the extent of that patella injury, but it doesn't look good. I would ex- I would assume he's going to be out for some time. Pete Carroll has not said anything official yet, so we'll have to wait and see. And that's just a bummer, man, because Trey Brown has been playing some really good football. He's kind of stepped into his own at the cornerback position. And the Seahawks were already light at corner. DJ Reed didn't play yesterday. So Sidney Jones got the start. And then on the other side, Bless Austin was thrown in there. So, yeah, man, it's uh, when it rains and pours. That's, that's all I felt. You mentioned it in the postgame yesterday, man. And when it rains and pours, things aren't going well for you right now. And they're continuing to do that. Pete Carroll said on his morning radio show this morning, you know, the Seahawks were like 9-1 and one or something like that in one-score games last year. Right now they're 1-7. And, seven. and you know, yep. it's, it's, it's uh, when – it's tough when things start stop going your way, man. How you think the season could be flipped in the other way, seven and three instead of three and seven? The same thing could happen last year, man. But uh, yeah, man, when it rains and pours, bump. But let's get into some of these playmakers. Touchdown, Seahawks! Playmakers. Show them what time it is. Holy catfish! 
All right, playmakers, Tyler Lockett was a shining spot for the Seattle Seahawks. He had four receptions, 115 yards, a 48-yard reception that set up the only touchdown of the day, and he also drew a 15-yard penalty there. Tyler Lockett got loose a little bit. Got several big plays. Um, He's always a guy that you feel like you can count on. He finds a way to get behind the defense. We're going to break down one of his 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 biggest play of the day, which is a, a well-designed play. But it seems like everything's downfield. Um, I like to see Tyler Lockett with 10 receptions, 420 sometimes. You know, that means that they're moving to change or hit him underneath. But beggars can't be choosers. I will take a big game from Tyler Lockett, four for 115. Yeah, no, Lock, Lock's been balling out. Love to see that. The Seahawks need him. We, we talked about it a lot heading in this week that him and DK Metcalf need to be a major part of this offense for them to have any shot at being explosive on that side of the football. Jordan Brooks led all tacklers with 15 tackles, one QB hit, one sacker for loss. Uh, Jordan Brooks, he's been all over the field the last couple weeks. He's making that step. He makes – I just love the effort that he plays with. He gets downhill, and when he when he puts his foot in the ground, he's, he's going to come smack you in the face. Jordan Brooks is a great athlete. I think he's going through some of the growing pains in his second year. I think a lot's being asked of him. And I think he's doing well for the most part. Obviously, there's still some room to grow. He's getting better at diagnosing screens. I think the, the Cardinals only had that one screen early in the game that went for uh, an explosive play. Other than that, it was pretty much corralled. So, Jordan Brooks, he, he's getting there. He, there's a couple mistakes yesterday that he'd like to take back. He mentioned it in his postgame press conference yesterday. Uh, he's hard on himself. The, the coaches are as well. But he, he's playing good football. Solid day, 15 tackles, one QB hit, one TFL. Bobby Wagner, another day at the office, 14 tackles. Quiet 14, but he still fills up that stat sheet. Uh, Bobby, man, if, if this team has a chance of doing anything on defense or as a team in general, your pros need to step up. That's Bobby Wagner, 14 tackles in yesterday's game. Yep, I think I forgot to put it on the show sheet. He had the one forced fumble as Colt McCoy's going out of bounds too. So he'll fill up that stat sheet as well. I'm sure Bobby will lead the National Football League in tackles when it's all said and done. Now, a guy that... Uh, I think did a great job yesterday kind of being thrown into duty with Sidney Jones. Sidney Jones has played a little bit this year. When uh, the Seahawks moved on from Trey Flowers, Sidney Jones was thrown in that starting lineup. And this was without question his best football game. 11 tackles, one TFL, one pass defended, which in our in our eyes should have been an interception. That, that was really hard. Yes, the ball hits the ground. The ball is allowed to hit the ground if you control it. And to me, there was no angle considering the call on the field was an interception. There was no angle that – because I feel like if, if, if Kingsbury would have challenged it, they would have said call stands, my assumption, because there wasn't enough evidence to overturn that. Apparently, Dean Blandino and everyone else, some people think that it was an inter- – uh, that they made the right call, but I, I have no – I have no idea how they saw that and they had enough evidence to definitively overturn it. And it was a huge play. It cost the Seahawks like 67 yards in field position. That was that momentum play that they really needed. It is what it is. They didn't go, didn't go the Seahawks' way. But Sidney Jones played well. He did get beat for a touchdown to Zach Ertz in the end zone on one. But overall, I thought Sidney Jones played his best football game of the year. Sidney played well. I think you hit it on the head. Look, there wasn't enough to definitively overturn that thing. I mean, we're, we're watching the replays and stuff. I'm like, if this is what they're seeing, this ain't enough. It's all blurry. It's fuzzy. The camera's not exactly mm-hmm. in frame. Like, 
it was crazy. It feels like only the Seahawks get get robbed like that. All right, Brian Monet had a good game. Four tackles, one and a half sacks, two quarterback hits. Again, a name that you don't hear often, but when you do hear it, it makes you smile because it means that these backup guys, these role players are getting in the mix as well. Okay, let's get to the wide receiver roundup. Like I mentioned, Tyler Lockett had four catches for 115. Gerald Everett had three for 37. DK Metcalf had four catches for 31 yards. Uncle Will, one catch for 16. Kobe Parkinson, one for six. DJ Dallas, one for two yards. Overall in that group, 14 receptions, 207 yards, averaging 14.8 per catch. Let's break down probably the biggest play of the game in Coach's Corner. Russell takes the snap, looks, looks, still looking, still moving. Now he's going to let it fly. Tyler Lockett makes the catch. Down to the 35, the 30, run out of bounds. Great protection that time by the offensive line. And finally, Russ had some time to wait for Tyler Lockett, who broke free, crossing the field left to right. 48 yards, you can depend on 16, first and 10, Seattle at the Arizona 26. Now, Lockett had a big play earlier where he ran a deep cross and caught it on the sideline. Um, going in the same direction, going towards the south end zone. Right here, he gives that same kind of look like he's going to run that deep cross and work from east to west. But instead of going across, he gets to the middle of the field and then works, works back to his right side. Um, this is These are the, are the type of plays where I'm like, okay, let's connect these plays. Let's set some stuff up. Um, Tyler Lockett needed a big play, 48 yards, a good play designed by Shane Waldron. Yeah, and the, uh, big ups to the, the protection up front, man. The offensive line has gotten a lot of heat for some of the pressure given up, and they weren't perfect yesterday, but plays that they were when they gave Russ time, Russ was able to find plays. Every single one of them holds up against that good D-line, and he had all kinds of time to make this play, and they look like their man underneath. It looks like some of them are defensively, and Tyler Lockett, like you said, makes a good action, gets behind the secondary and makes a huge play, and that's what we're accustomed to seeing from him. They just need to see more of that. He's too good of a football player to not be this involved every single week. And between him and DK Metcalf, you can't take you – know in my opinion, no NFL defense should be able to take both of them away in a game. If one of them is being locked up, the other one should be making plays. We saw a minor shout-out to Gerald Everett, who had a nice game yesterday when he gets a ball in his hand. So good to see from Tyler. We need to see more of it. Need to see more of it. That's what we're used to seeing. We're used to seeing Russell connect on some deep balls after some things get set up intermediately. So great play, Tyler Lockett. It was one of the only explosive plays of the day, which did set up the Seahawks' only touchdown. And unfortunately, for the fifth time in six weeks, the clock just ran out. A knee taken by Hundley. They're just going to let the clock wind down. Pete's not even going to bother taking that last time out. All right, the clock right now, man, this is what happened. Both sides of the football lost this ball game. The defense couldn't get off the field. The offense couldn't stay on the field and sustain these drives. Allowed the Cardinals to be 7 for 14 on third downs. That is 50%. And the Cardinals put together some drives, man. 14 plays, 16 plays, 17 plays. I mean, they did whatever they wanted to do. The defense made it tough on them. But at the end of the day, they methodically worked their way down the field put enough points on the scoreboard. The Hawks didn't get their first touchdown until the fourth quarter. Just couldn't get things rolling. First downs were tough. Third downs were tough. Both sides of the football struggled at times. Yeah, and you mentioned it, third downs, uh, just an Achilles heel for both sides of the football. Seahawks going two for 10 offensively. Cardinals going seven to 14. You're not going to win ball games that way. And you mentioned it earlier in the podcast that starts on first and second down. 
Okay, get in, be in less third downs because you're moving the chains on first and second down and getting in third and manageable. When you look at the Seahawks breakdown offensively on their numbers on third down, it's because they're in so many third and six plus. A majority of their plays are in that realm. They're obviously third and short. The Seahawks are pretty dang good. Third and four, they're okay. <laughs> third and long, it, it starts getting tough, and that's for most teams in the NFL. So there's no shocker there. So yeah, it was tough on both sides of the ball. Tyler Lockett was the only bright spot really offensively. We mentioned that four receptions, 115 yards. And once again, Seahawks still had a shot to win in the fourth quarter, but they couldn't get Colt McCoy and those Cardinals off the field. Seahawks fall into three and seven. Three and seven. That matches the most losses in a regular season since 2017. The last and only time Russell Wilson has missed the playoffs. We're going to have to go on a run right here to try to make things right. All right, at this point, the Seahawks just need to get back to the basics and worry about their next game. And their next game is against the Washington football team on Monday Night Football at 1 p.m. Forget the record. It's all about winning this week's game and finding a way to go 1-0. Yeah, man, it's one day at a time, one day at a time, one meeting at a time, one practice at a time, one play at a time. The Seahawks don't have the luxury anymore. They, they can't worry about where they're at in the standings. They just need to find a way to get a game done, travel across the country. It's going to be a tough one. On the road, the Washington football team is playing good football. Taylor Heineke's got people believing out there. Riverboat Ron Rivera is getting things done. They had a big win in Carolina last week. So hopefully the Seahawks can find a way to get it done. We'll break all this down on the next version of Hawk Talk on Wednesday bump. Please. I just want to get in victory formation again, okay? We have only done it three times this year. We need more of them, <laughs> right? Let's get in that victory formation, man. We appreciate you guys listening to us. I'm Michael Bump and he's Nash and Choby. Seahawks fall to the Cardinals 23-13. to 13. That is Hawk Talk Recap. We'll talk to you guys soon.